Hey, this is Tom Atona, Bullet Club Original, OG, Triple, Triple, O, Freaking G, New Japan Pro Wrestling Athlete, and you're listening to Wrestle In. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Wrestle In. I'm Kieran, and I couldn't be happier because I'm joined by the newest member of New Japan who's been killing it on the independence for uh, Beyond and GCW, the dirty daddy himself, Chris Dickinson. Hey, how you doing? Good afternoon. For good afternoon for me, I guess it's good evening for you. Good evening, yeah, indeed. Um, we've got to kick things off, of course, with New Japan. Debuted a couple of weeks ago now. The surprise new member of Team Filthy. Uh, the internet lost their minds. To say it's been a long journey for you to get to New Japan would be a massive understatement. Um, how did it feel to finally step foot into that Cerulean Blue Ring? Oh, it, it was... It was... Uh, it's only that much more special and that greater considering the circumstances of the world and the wrestling business right now with the way things worked out. Um, it, it's, it was an unbelievable privilege. Um, so to, to understand, you know, and to, to know in myself that that happened and I was able to make that happen and will that opportunity into existence over the course of um, almost the last entire year since March, it's uh, it, it means that much more. It's really, really special to me personally. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I have been for 20 years, so it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, and obviously, backstage, you gave that really impassioned promo saying you've been waiting your whole life to get to this moment. You know, you put a really heartfelt message on Instagram saying. You know, people go on about being signed, but this was always the only place for you and you're now where you belong. Can you talk about why New Japan was seemingly the only option for you and why it was so important for you to get to New Japan rather than somewhere else? Well, to be completely honest, I did a tour of Japan in February of 2020 and I wrestled for uh, several different organizations, independent companies. Um, and I, uh, I saw how... Uh, the fans took to me immediately um and i'm not i'm not trying to boast or anything i'm just saying i'm just speaking from what i saw and uh you know the true true story is a uh i was it was going so well i mean the, every show i was on was sold out selling tons of merchandise just realizing like wow these people really do like me and i have a place here and this is where i want to be and I was just saying to myself, man, why, why shouldn't I wrestle for the, the best company in the, in, the, in the country? And I went to a Gold's Gym not too far from uh, the, you know, the Tokyo Dome and Korkun Hall and all that. And uh, I ran into a, a first guy that, that he recognized me and he had a mask on. It was Robbie Eagles. And uh, I, started, I, I started talking to Robbie Eagles. And then the next thing I saw Kenta. And uh, I started talking to Kenta, and then I I, I noticed uh, El I met El Fantasmo, and he was like super super nice, and I, he introduced me to Gato was there, and just other people from New Japan that were in and out. I, saw, I met Jay White was there at this gym, no, no, you know, without going into too much detail. And I sort of realized, man, these guys are really cool. Um, oh, Hanare, uh, Hanare actually, I I I actually Hanare was a student of a wrestling school I trained uh, guys at in the UK back in 2016 when I was on tour there. So I kind of like linked up with him. We rode the train together. I saw him at the gym and 
just talking about how great New Japan was as a company and uh, just realizing like there's some great camaraderie there with the with the boys and it just all started going off my head. I was like, okay, I mean, if I'm if I'm here on this level, this is this is my first time here, and I'm getting this type of a reaction from the from the fans and. And this is that awesome. I mean, there's no reason why I should I shouldn't believe in myself that I could get to the the highest level of wrestling in this in this country. And then uh, the matches uh, started falling into place for WrestleMania week, where I was going to wrestle Minoru Suzuki. I was going to wrestle Shingo, and that's two of the the top. I mean, that's first of all it's two like legends. Minoru Suzuki, an absolute legend. Uh, Shingo. I mean, there's, these are guys that are the top of the company. So what better way to be like, hey, New Japan Pro Wrestling, my name is Chris Dickinson. Please watch me wrestle. This is this is a, a live action resume here. So I kind of was pu- pu- putting the putting it all together here and here um, earlier in the year. And then the pandemic happened. So uh, obviously, whew, that's like a big door shut on everything. But um, ultimately, I saw that um, New Japan Pro Wrestling started the NJPW Strong Show. And I was like, just like laser focused on trying to become a part of the, that show and willing it into existence. And really, I would like tell my my family, my mom, I'd be like, wow, you better pray for a miracle. I need to, this has to happen because there was times over the, you know, of course, the first, the beginning few months of the pandemic where like someone in my position who works primarily as an independent wrestler, it's like things were looking bleak. So, you know, that's kind of like how, my uh, road to, to New Japan Pro Wrestling started. Yeah, of course. You've touched on a lot of stuff I was going to dive into later, but um, we'll figure that out as we go. Uh, of course, everyone's now losing their minds and hoping that you're going to get on that plane, get into Japan, and be able to take on the main roster where you belong. Yeah. Uh, everyone's, every, the internet's evidently decided that you're going to be the never openweight champion at the very least already, that seems. <laughs> I mean, thank you. Thank you all so <laughs> much. I, I, I really, I listen, I believe, I believe in myself. And, uh, but the fact that there was so much feedback, uh, positive feedback, I mean, that's exactly what you want, right? And so, I mean, I'm reading it all and I'm just like, you know, I mean, there's no greater feeling in the world after such a year of, uh, of, of just, dips and dives and downturn seeing all those comments and reading all that positive uh feedback it, i want everybody to know if you clip one video from this interview i want to say thank you to everybody who truly believes that uh, i will accomplish those things and 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 trust me i will do my absolute best i will work my hardest and i will do everything i can to make that all possible because there's, there's no other choice <laughs> Uh, speaking of never, of course, that match would involve, at the moment at least, you versus Shingo, which was meant to take place obviously at WrestleMania week. Um, obviously, we're all like you know, fantasy booking our dream matches that we want to see Dickinson against. I know personally, I know because you like your older Japanese wrestling, I'd love to see you step in the ring with Yuji Nagata. Oh. I know you recently got the uh, signed T-shirt from him, <laughs> and uh, you know, of course, there's Shingo and Suzuki, like you said, from WrestleMania weekend. Who are you in particular? I know the answer is the entire roster because it is so stacked. But who in particular are you hoping to step foot in the ring with if you get the chance to go to Japan? I mean, like, is there anybody better than than Ibushi right now? I mean, like, he's just so he's so nasty. It's it's not even funny. And I love Sonata too. I think Sonata, I think Sonata's incredible. But I mean, I have to say, like, if I if I have I, it's like a I have it's like a bucket list goal. Like, I have to wrestle Tanahashi. 
in some capacity. Like he's just he's unbelievable to me as as a not just as a pro wrestler, but like also as obviously like a someone who represents the pro wrestling. He he's just uh he's he's special Tanahashi. He's he's a once in a lifetime uh person involved in pro wrestling. I think I think he's awesome. Obviously, I mean I the best ever like i mean come on man like how could how could i i, I want to wrestle okada so bad i think okada i think like his absolute best is just the nastiest wrestler ever obviously like i really want to wrestle minoru suzuki and that has uh so many more like implications involved that have to do with like you know my uh my catch wrestling training and uh kind of wanting to like have be, be in there with somebody that's so you know so uh, important and pivotal in the history of like that uh hybrid martial arts pro wrestling based style that kind of evolved in the 80s with the uwf and eventually pancrase and what became like mixed martial arts so to be able to get into a ring with him there's so many guys on the roster uh i mean like even the foreigners the young lions i really want to wrestle suji uh i want to wrestle hanare i want to wrestle jay white are you i mean come on man like you could go on and on it's it's i'm right now especially from from having watched uh new japan for wrestling so closely uh the last like two years or so i mean i i personally think right now the the roster uh the 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 way the everything's laid out, it's, it's the best. They just have such a great variety of talent and it, you know, look at like night two of the, at the Tokyo dome. I mean, I, I don't know. I would say that that's probably the, the best contemporary wrestling show I've seen like match for match booking and talent and everything in, in years. And, you know, of like a newer wrestling show, like uh, just pound for pound. It was just, that's exactly what, where I want to be. You know, that's, 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 how, that's where I want to be at. Uh, you say about Wrestle Kingdom, of course, Jeff Cobb versus Shingo was absolutely mind-blowing. You know, Jeff Cobb had this incredible G1, which seemed to just push him up to the next level this year. And, you know, people have always known Jeff Cobb, and I feel like he was just needed that one match to kind of say to the New Japan fans, like, I'm fucking awesome, which he is, and proved it, and then he got into that giant Wrestle Kingdom match. So G1 is such an important part, obviously, of New Japan. Do you think we're going to see Dickinson in the G1? And, I mean, from... In, in in my wildest dreams absolutely i would i would love i would love uh, more than anything to be a part of that just the history of it and uh, how important it is and that's another reason why i'm i'm so proud to be a part of this company in any capacity is the fact that they're still really serious about like upholding their traditions uh that that they've been you know carrying out all these years these still these things still mean something the g1 means something the iwgp titles they mean something i mean th- th- this is a this is a company that doesn't like run away from its history or do- doesn't um try to like you know undermine uh, undermine things it-, it it's it's a company that's still very much uh sport based and and seems like a legitimate contest when you're watching it. No shenanigans, you know, uh, no, no BS. It's, it's pro wrestling. And, and the fact that they're, that they're still pro wrestling on this massively high level that New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, you know, sits on, it, 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 it means a lot to me because I love pro wrestling. And I, yeah, do I want to be in the G1? Absolutely. Will I be in the G1? I, God, I hope so. It's because that to me, like you said, it's, 
for some like Jeff Cobb to get to that point where he could have that match at Wrestle Kingdom to prove to the New Japan Pro Wrestling fans like you know he really he really is there to stay and, and be a top gaijin. I mean, yeah, I, you got to go to the G1, right? It's the uh, it's the ultimate test, the brutality of the summer, the, the, the G1. <laughs> uh, no, definitely. I'm praying, you know, at least if COVID clears up, you can get there this summer. If not, definitely next summer, back to Japan for the G1. But of course, as you said, you uh, had your first tour of Japan earlier, 2020, February 2020, um, wrestled for GCW, for Freedoms, and uh, Zero One and Dove. What was that experience like? Was it your first time in Japan period or just your first time wrestling in Japan? That was my first time in Japan period and, and, and wrestling in Japan. And it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. I honestly had no like idea what to expect. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm, I've been around wrestling for a while now. You kind of uh, learn not to uh, have high expectations because you always could be let down in some capacity. But obviously... I've, I've worked my whole life to get to this point to wrestle in Japan. And I obviously have high expectations and Japan is the one place where it's like every expectation you could have it like Farx far exceeds every expectation It's it's better than what you think it's even going to be at its best. Uh, GCW is incredibly popular in Japan. And um, I was fortunate enough to work for zero one pro wrestling too. And Mas that's because of Masato Tanaka and Masato Tanaka. I mean, that is like, he is like one of the, one of the absolute gateways. Like he was in the first Japanese pro wrestling match I ever watched um, when I was probably like 12 or 13 years old, like a wrestling company in Japan, see, seeing FMW and seeing Masato Tanaka. And so, I mean, he, he to, to have that relationship with him and, um, to be able to spend time with some of my friends from over there, like Masato Tanaka, like Daisuke Sekimoto, and kind of like see more of like their, uh, their personal lives. Um, I met like Daisuke Sekimoto's family. I got to like, you know, just spend time with him in his, in, in Yokohama where he lives. And it, it was incredible. It's an incredible place. And uh, as far as pro wrestling goes, forget about it. The fans are just on a completely different level of, of, of the way that they, they treat you, the way that they respect you, the way that they look at you, the way that they talk to you, everything. They, they truly absolutely appreciate what you're doing for them. You know, there's, it's, it is, it is unbelievable. The, 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 the fan culture and the, the pro wrestling culture and just, the, it, it, there's, there's no other way to describe it other than it's like a wrestling pro wrestling utopia or something like <laughs> That, that that area of Tokyo, all those shops and just uh, everything around it. It's it's if you're if you love pro wrestling, it's it's like the ultimate destination. Yeah, no, that's so true. I've been lucky enough to go a few times myself, see the New Japan towels in the background and it's spot on. It is unbeatable for wrestling. Yeah. It's so and good. steak um, and food. <laughs> And all oh, and and just yeah, forget about it. It's the food is unbelievable, you know. It's it, it, the 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 people involved also on the uh, on the kind of like the independent level who help out who are kind of involved in the business but maybe not so much but are just like around the business. Um, they're, they're some really amazing nice people like you know people that own shops or things like that or you know people that you meet along the way that are just involved in the business but not so much. Uh, the I, the fact that kayfabe still really is a thing over there and I mean it's it's huge. People undermine that stuff and crap all over it here on it's and you know in north america and uh they don't understand that the 
the the way that they do things over there is it just it makes everything so much more efficient protects professional wrestling uh so much better and it's just it's it's all it you know you can't you it's you don't want to you obviously want to move forward and and be a part of progression but still like holding on to core values and traditions and things and i i just feel like the pro wrestlers too on every level even on the independent level even guys who maybe haven't received like the the best training or went through like a say something as amazing or as incredible as like a, the new japan dojo system or a dojo system just the the fundamental training and the emphasis on fundamental wrestling period is so much it's so much greater there that you know even on the on the 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 the, the independent level the pro, pro wrestlers are so much better they're just so much better than than especially a lot of the stuff that's happening over here now in north america where it's just like you know it's i don't really even need to get into it it's obvious that there's so many people involved that it's it's like you know do they really get was this this guy even has is ever these people even trained you know what i mean <laughs> so, i you know well i mean the proof is in the pudding as well you say you know i asked you you want to wrestle in new japan and you you say a young lion you're a suji that's all the proof you need that they build their foundations and the guys are good formally off you know the way they're trained that, that's that's something else about new japan pro wrestling that's incredible to me is the building of the future i mean look at it in on on, on both sides from the la dojo la dojo is full of guys that are turning out to be incredible wrestlers or they will be incredible wrestlers great athletes i mean in order to be a part of this you have to you have to have you have to have some sort of uh, athletic background. You know, it seems like the way that they they go about choosing who's going to become a young lion, and uh, it's just it's so respectable that they're treating it like that, and they're training these guys. Look at the way that they're they're wrestling, and look at the way that they're trained. I mean, it, it's just it, the the core fundamentals and the foundation is so solid, so that they start here, and then it's just nothing but up. But here, where they're just young lions still, and they're just building that core foundation, they're already so much more uh, ahead than so many other people who started the, the bottom. It's because the emphasis on fundamentals and conditioning and etiquette, it's just so much stronger in a company like New Japan Pro Wrestling, where they're really investing so, so wisely in their future and look at like some of the young lions in japan and over here i mean they're they're not just capable of having matches they're capable of having the best match on the on the card with a with with pro wrestlers that are obviously way more experienced than them and so that says a lot about new japan pro wrestling and how how much care they put into their future and building their future uh, definitely a spot on, like, you know, Yuya Umura competed in the best of super juniors and he was having stand-up matches every single night at that tour. The young Lions over there are incredible. Um, going back a bit, you mentioned steak. I saw you got a Ribera Steakhouse jacket as well. Yeah, well, yeah I did. Yeah, I, yeah, I love. I actually loved Ribera. I thought Ribera was really good. Everybody uh, likes Mr. Danger's Steakhouse. Is Mr. Danger's really good? I... Uh... I went out to a place a fan took me and Matthew Justice out, uh, Billy the Kid. It's kind of like a local, it's like a chain of steakhouses in Japan. There's 
awesome. Billy the Kid was really good. I did another one too. I can't remember the name of it. It was another like kind of chain thing. Uh, um, that one was really, really good. I also ate at the pepper, pepper lunch. Pepper lunch was really, really good. I was eating steak like every day, twice a day. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Um, talking about the LA Dojo as well, have you had the chance to meet Shibata or train under Shibata yet? I haven't trained under Shibata, but I have met Shibata, yes. How was that experience? Obviously, like, you know, if he wasn't retired, that'd be a dream match anywhere for you. And that is the dream match. That's, yeah. the ultimate, that's the ultimate dream match for me. Uh, I, well, I, I mean, I'm a big fan, obviously, of Shibata, but in a setting of, of uh, work, you know what I mean? I have to, you know, be respectful and be professional. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's awesome. And uh, just from being able to be around him, obviously, uh, picking up things that he's saying or trying to, you know, uh, fit, you know, obviously having to work with him in some capacity based on what I'm doing. Um, you know, it's like, well, oh man, I, I love it. I love uh, being able to be around someone like that, who I, who I am a huge fan of and look up to and can obviously try to like sponge any sort of uh, knowledge off of, or try to learn from, cause you know, he has a presence. He's, 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 a, he's a, and he's a lot bigger than you, than you think in person. He's he's pretty he's he's over six feet tall. His arms are huge, and he's he's pretty he's a pretty big dude. So I mean, I I remember after I uh, after I saw him like in person the first time, I was like, oh man, like he he, he going at it with him must be a tough go. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that'd be definitely if 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 ever anyone could overcome their injuries, I'd love it. I I hope I, 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 I fan. Yeah. As a fan, not even as a wrestler, I would kill. I would. I would kill to see Shibata come back and wrestle. I. I, I honestly, there's no telling. Obviously, what what his uh, what what will happen. But I mean, you could only hope for for, for it to happen, right? Just to see him wrestle again, because he's. Oh God, I just watched not too long ago. Um, I did the the one from like 2014 with him and uh, Tanahashi. I think it was like March of 2014. But uh, I can't. Um, I can't think. Go on. It, it's it's like just it's it's incredible it's like one of the craziest matches i've ever seen before it's so good one of those one of those timeless classics and someone like shibata he's just been in so many of them at this point or it's like you know and and i love the the fact that he really he had the balls to to go and train to be an mma fighter to take fights to you know kind of like go out on his own on his own path and do his own thing for a while there and came back to new japan and it's really cemented himself quite the legacy well speaking of legendary wrestlers it doesn't take long you know you mentioned the first uh, japanese tape you watched was fmw you don't have to watch many of your matches or be following you on social media long to realize you absolutely love japanese wrestling especially the old school yeah um, you know, you debuted in Purple Gear in homage to Takada, for God's sake. Uh, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know. Um, I think, you know, you would have fit right in in the 80s and 90s, walking into a sold-out Nippon Budokan for All Japan Pro Wrestling, you know. So let's imagine you've got a time machine and Prime Chris Dickinson can go back to those golden days. Who would you most want to be stepping in the ring with? It's, like, so tough because I really am such a fan of so much uh, – Japanese wrestling and older Japanese wrestling and I'm and I'm not 
I make no bones about it. I'm open about it. And I, I'm living my dream here. You know what I mean? And if I can't have a good time and talk about it with other people that are just as interested in it as me, then what's the point? Because that, that's the thing. I, I'm always going to be a fan first and foremost in my heart. You know what I mean? So the fact that I get to do what I'm doing and, you know, like I said, even just be around somebody like uh, Katsuyori Shibata, it's inc- it, those experiences to me are uh, – they're priceless. So you can't, you, they're like, they're incredible. And yeah, like if I had a time machine, I kind of feel, I have a saying, I've, I've said it to a, a friend of mine, maybe a couple months ago, I was like, if I, what, like, what, who, who am I as a pro wrestler? What, what do I want to, what do I want to represent? It's like, I want to imagine like, I got on a, a time machine in 1994 and should have been like coming out at like a pancreas event, but I ended up here in 2021 and, and I have, and I'm hoisted into the pro wrestling world now. It's like, maybe that, maybe that's who I am, you know? So I, I don't know. It's such a tough question because I love so much old wrestling, but obviously like, man, how could I say like, I wouldn't want to wrestle Kobashi Masawa or wrestle in that period of like, you know, the nineties, all Japan, but it's just, the same feeling I have for the, the the New Japan side of things too, with the the, the scene of, of heavyweights and junior weights that they had. But lately, I've just been like really watching so much '80s uh, New Japan, kind of around the time period of the New Japan UWF, because I've uh, obviously I've uh, kind of adapted more of a style based in uh, in that in 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 that uh, that era. Whereas like you know my favorite wrestlers right now are or guys like Takata or like Antonio Inoki or Fujiwara or like Akira Maeda. And it's just, so I'm, I'm, I'm always watching something different or always trying to just bring something different into my, uh, my, into my repertoire. But yeah, it's like, like my, uh, my, uh, my, my image, for instance, right. It's, it's, it's pretty simple. It's, I don't have flashy gear. I don't have like a flashy, flashy entrance attire. So, you know, I look to, to guys like Shibata, like Antonio Inoki, um, like uh, Shinjiro Otani. Um, or if you want to really get simple, look at somebody like Bill Goldberg or like Stone Cold Steve Austin. What's the common thing? I'm oh, They all wear plain black trunks, right? But they all have loads, like ridiculous amounts of physical charisma. You know, so I tried to always think like, I don't want to change my look because I, I, I like the aesthetic of the pro wrestler, but you know, so then how do you stand out? And, and I kind of look towards these, these, these guys who maybe their appearance wasn't like as, you know, crazy. And there's so much of that. You go back to that old Japanese style, but listen to the audiences, watch their reactions like someone like Kenta Kobashi, right? I mean, that guy just like he exudes charisma. There is just there is so he, all he has to do is look at you. Antonio Inoki, another another ex- example. Minoru Suzuki, they just you just get a camera like close up on their face in a in a downtime of a match where nothing's even happening, and I mean it's telling you the entire story without even like you know them having to even move. It's just uh. It, it, so obviously think of all the names I just mentioned. I'm, na- I'm mentioning all <laughs> the, uh, we, you, it, I don't think it's, it's a, I don't think it's a secret where I would, where you'd want to, where I 
where I would land and, and want, who I'd want to wrestle. Doesn't matter where, what company, you know what I mean? I mean, who, who wouldn't want to wrestle the great Muda in, in the mid nineties? I mean, come on, you know, that's. Yeah, no, that I'm mood tired. Was you scheduled to face him during WrestleMania week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that actually yeah, announced or not? Or it wasn't announced, but I'll, t- I'll tell you. So GCW um, booked the great Muda. There was a, huge falling out disagreement or something with uh, Sonny Ono over business, over poor communication, whatever. Uh, so that was already off the table before the pandemic even was a thing, unfortunately, but it would have been obviously me and um, my tag partner, Joey Janela and our tag team Slither. I don't know if you've, you know, so we, we, we tag sometimes and it's, it, and we would have uh, wrestled the great Muda and we were, trying to figure out who his partner was going to be and there was a couple of different names on the table and it was it was it was going to be incredible just the fact that i could even walk on the same on the same canvas as the great moda would have been incredible and just the fact that it was even supposed to happen whatever i'll take those bragging rights <laughs> with me to the to the grave because that's that's my eye that's that's that that's a hero that's a I mean, I'm still pumped that Mudo's still wrestling, you know? It's, yeah, it's crazy that he's wrestling next month at Nippon Budokan against Go, isn't it? <laughs> Get it. Win the belt. Please, win a belt. <laughs> I always have a joke saying with my friends about, like, American uh, TV wrestling. I'm like, listen, like, like Hogan, you know, Hogan and Flair just did, like, a Raw. I'm like, listen, if Hogan or Flair didn't win the belt, I'm not interested, okay? <laughs> like, so just put the belt on Mudo. Like, I'll, 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 uh, I'll be watching. No problem. Absolutely. Man, uh, hopefully that still happens one day for you, man. That would have been unbelievable. I don't um, care if I'm wrestling in Japan, if I live in Japan, if I'm not in Japan, whatever my situation, my current situation of life is, when the great Muda retires, when Keiji Muto hangs it up, I am going, I will be at the event. There is no question. I know how you feel, man. I know how you feel. Uh, switching gears entirely, you had a summer match that got great acclaim with uh, Priscilla Kelly who's, of course, just uh, signed for WWE NXT. And you've got a big smirk on your face. That must have been great news for you to hear. Yeah, I'm, I'm super proud of her. She, she's awesome. She, uh, and, 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 you know, given um, some of the things that, that happened to her circumstances in her life the last, like, couple of months, um, she definitely, like, it's just a great story to see her uh, get, get – get to that that point and i i don't think she will be just like another face in the crowd i think priscilla is like a superstar and will you know do tremendous things in that world she's just so perfect for that and you know i really think they got someone special by signing her on so i'm i'm really happy for her i did uh i watched another interview and like early on in match she completely just landed on your balls didn't she i was watching the match earlier today yeah. and i actually see you go oh my balls did you go for the pin that was that was really bad that was <laughs> terrible that was like some if you if you notice at one point i just went to get out of the ring like na- like a natural reaction i just went to go i just went to go walk out of the ring to the end of the and match. i was like wait a minute like what i have to just wait. It's okay. And it didn't help. It really was like, I know I've complained and, and moaned about it, but it's, uh, it's, it was like a hundred degrees out there. It was terrible. Yeah, of course. Uh, in October, you had probably the most high, pro- high profile match of your career against then AEW world champion and IWGP US heavyweight champion, John Moxley. How was that whole experience? Just, you know, from beginning to end, it getting announced the match after. <laughs> that was incredible. And it, it has so much more to do 
with the, the everything going into the match. Obviously, the the stuff WrestleMania weekend getting getting canceled was like I mean from a just a it gutted me because I had so many incredible matches to be able to showcase myself on all these different platforms and obviously the matches with the implications of trying to impress New Japan Pro Wrestling at the time when none of this was even like uh, in 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 thought you know what I mean it was still just like a ooh like maybe this could this could get them to pay attention to me. Um, so that sucked, but then the, the match with Moxley and then all the great press it got was incredible. But most importantly was um, my relationship with Barnett at the time got tighter and I, I started uh, going out there to, well, come, going, uh, coming out here because I'm in Los Angeles now. But I started coming out here to train with him and I would stay with him and uh, we stayed together for a week and we just, you know, Harry Smith came and, and uh, Eric Hammer and, um, who was part of the IGF, uh, we all would train together and we trained catch wrestling. And at the time, Josh was preparing for his bare knuckle fight in Poland. I know that, that sounds so insane. But yeah, he was preparing for a bare knuckle fight in Poland. So we would also, we would, we would get, we would train like catch wrestling. We would drill catch wrestling, go over all that stuff in one workout um, during the day, which was grueling and insane because obviously we do we do warm-ups and do calisthenics then just the training itself is really hard and then we'd do like a you know shower up eat relax nap whatever and then we train again later on in the day and at josh's garage he has like a like a rogue air bike a couple of dumbbells nothing serious couple bands some egg weights he has like a, a mace thing a <laughs> sledgehammer like bare bones but let me tell you right now like that week got me in better shape and just changed my whole philosophy of training and ideas and and things from working with this guy who's obviously a grappling legend and champion former ufc world heavyweight champion king of pancreas pride fighter all that. when you start to spend time with with an athlete on that level who has, so, you know, so much history and all the credentials and you start to, and now you're starting to fill up your, your, your bag of tricks with all these different training methods and all these ideas and everything from, from dieting and supplements and, and, tr but training, 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 training. I mean, just that whole period leading up to the match was incredible. And then the match itself to me, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, John Moxley is a, he's a real one, man. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's as real as it gets. So that whole experience was incredible. And I would like to believe that it, it, it lended a, a good hand or went, it, it worked in my favor with trying to transition into working for new Japan pro wrestling as well, because he obviously is the holder of the IWGP US title. So. Yeah. Much to Kenta's chagrin, but yeah, he is. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to touch on is I was told and then looked up that you used to be a drummer for a metal band. And then I saw your Twitter video of you going away. Do you still play the drums? Are you still very much into all of that? Or? Uh, earlier in the pandemic, I was going hard because I had nothing else to do. Um, where I live it, uh, is where I grew up now. I moved back to, to Staten Island, New York. And I have friends who are all still active musicians, whether I have a friend who's a music teacher, I have a friend who's a professor, I have a friend who's in a band, I have this. And so we all collectively have this studio room that we've basically had grandfathered for the last like 12 or 13 years. 
So I would just, I could go there and I could play drums whenever I want. Earlier in the pandemic, I was like going hard because I, what, what, there really was nothing to do. It was, New York was like a dead zone. You could be driving at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. And I mean, there wasn't any cars on the road. So I would play drums, but I mean, realistically the, the schedule where I'm training now, I'm working out like twice a day. Usually, unfortunately I don't have that much, uh, that much in me to, to, to practice every day the way I would like to practice in order to keep up those types of chops, especially when I was playing actively in some of the bands I was in. But I will like go and play with like my earphones in and play along the songs or I'll get together with one of my friends and be like, oh, you want to go jam on some, uh, let's go jam on some Judas Priest songs or, you know, go have like a fun night in the studio. We'll play video games and, and jam out to some of our favorite bands, which is obviously it's just a lot of fun. Sometimes I film videos, but uh, as far as like, unfortunately, I hate to, to let my fellow musicians down. I'm not sitting there playing doubles and, and paradiddles for like 10 minutes at a time every morning like I used to. I used to treat it almost like uh, kind of like working out, you know, it's the same, same to, to keep up that type of those type of chops to play that fast. If, if I was when I was playing in like a death metal band or a thrash metal band, it's like, yeah, I could sit down on the kit now and bust out a few measures. Uh, but to, to to do it for five minutes straight or to, and then no it takes a lot of work so i'm not i'm not i don't i don't play that seriously anymore <laughs> i listen to like jazz fusion and 80s pop and i listen to so much different music that it's like my drumming interests almost swayed in a in a completely different direction with music whereas i'm not so much more inter- i still obviously listen to so much like death and thrash metal but my i'm so much more interested in um oh god like you know stuff like uh bob james and and just fusion drummers and jazz drummers that just were are so beyond even my realm of understanding i want to like try to wrap my head around it you know yeah no i mean i love the film whiplash and obviously that's entirely i mean like that blows my mind you play music no no i'm wildly like it (laughs) um would you ever play be interested in like doing the drums for your own entrance music sure i did actually um when I was uh, with Evolve, um, me and Jaka's uh, theme song was uh, one of my band's old, so- an instrumental version of one of my band's old songs. Because it was, you know, we needed unlicensed music and the man, some of the options they were coming up with were absolutely horrible. Um, the song I'm using in New Japan is, uh, was licensed to me. It was made by this guy named John, John Kiernan. Um, he, uh, he came up with the theme and it's, he, I, I like, worked with him and, helped him put it together and he, he, he really nailed it and came up with some good ideas. So yeah, of course I'd love to play on my own song. I love to play on other people's songs too. That would be like the best gig ever. Imagine being Jim Johnson, like back in the day, like we need, Hey man, we need you to come up with uh, Papa Shango's theme song. I, I'd love to be the guy to come up with Papa Shango's theme song. Uh, speaking of music, your next new Japan strong match is against another musician, Rocky Romero. How do you, you know, drip. The Chico drip. The Chico drip. <laughs> um, he's obviously a New Japan veteran, and it's going to be your first time in a New Japan ring against a New Japan wrestler. How do you feel going into that one? Um, unbelievable. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm obviously a big nerd, so I'm a stickler for tradition, and I love a company that honors tradition. So, I mean, look, Rocky is – I mean, he's won the junior tag belt more than anybody else ever, right? yeah that's that's a fact he but i mean he's former black tiger he's a black tiger 
when, when you think of Black Tiger, who do you think of? Eddie Guerrero. That's it. No, no questions asked. No, no more questions. No more <laughs> questions. That's it. I mean, like, uh, it's, it, what do you, it's like, you could, you could tell me right now, like somebody could walk in the room and be like, I won the WWE title. I don't know, man. Like being able to say you're a black tiger, that's that's pretty that's pretty badass. That's like a that's a, that's a that's a flex on like a different level of elite nerdism pro wrestling. That's like you can't even you can't it's like unmatched. So no, yeah. Rocky is tremendous. And uh the fact that he's he is this he's he's a shining example of you know look at how successful he's been with the company and how long he's been with the company, you know, he's one of the original LA Dojo guys. And he's still so pivotal in the company all these years later, you know, that's somebody who's doing their thing on their own terms, basically, like, you know, not he didn't he's as I'm not sure if Rocky's ever done any work for WWE or any um, or anything like that. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe, you know, something that we don't know about, or I'm sure maybe at some point, but like, I that's a he kind of um has more of a career path that i'm i'm more so interested in following or it just based on the fact that it's 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 different it's alternative and it's and he's still successful see everybody has their own definition of of what success is and some you know if if i could come out of uh my if i could have come come out of my wrestling career by the time it's over and be like well yeah i was one of the black tigers and you know i won uh, one of the iwgp titles more than anybody else in history and i've done this many tours and you know gotten the opportunity to train with 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 these people and it's just it's just it's it's very cool to me so i i have a lot of respect for rocky and everything he's accomplished with new japan pro wrestling and you know everything he's uh he's doing now to kind of ensure the future of new japan pro wrestling going past the pandemic even now in these tough times making sure that this stuff happens it's it's incredible it's very admirable so i'm i'm really pumped about wrestling him he was he was one of my favorite wrestlers even back in like the ring of honor days so yeah yeah, it's a big match for me personally I absolutely love Rocky. I mean, he's been around so long. He was trained by Antonio and Oki for a bit. Yeah, they do, do you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, look at some of these guys, man. The, the 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 history and the lineage is serious business. It is not, uh, you know, people they people need to understand like how important some of that stuff really is how serious some of that stuff really is to even be able to cross path cross paths with like Antonio and Oki. That's that's special. Didn't it to say like you know you trained with him or, you know, he was, come on now. It's it's just another level. All right. Final question. We always like to ask the same question. We are wrestle in, you know, I double in like a pub. So imagine you've got a table at wrestling. What meal are you eating? What drink are you drinking? And what two wrestlers are you bringing along for company? Like a table, like the table of three type thing. I suppose so. Yeah. What meal? I didn't, re- I didn't realize it was like that. Now I'm gonna have to change the question on. Oh no, no, it's perfect. <laughs> it's, a, it's a perfect question. It's a tough. It's a hard question. It's definitely a hard question. Um, I don't know, man. That's like such. That's so crazy. If I, I'm just gonna like just go off and shoot. Definitely. Um, j- just because of like how hospitable he was to me, and I ate dinner at his home. 
and he's like he's like one of the best people on earth. Dowski Sekimoto, he he Dowski Sekimoto has to come, and he understands and speaks enough English where if there was somebody else who spoke English, like he wouldn't, it wouldn't be like totally weird. So he he could totally add to the conversation to be perfectly fine. So he's he's like the absolute. He needs to be there because he also eats like an animal and he trains <laughs> like a, he trains like he trains like it's like he's a monster so he he needs to be there because we're going to eat a lot of good food and uh we're going to talk about wrestling and he definitely loves to talk about wrestling and has a he, he he's he's a fan of the good stuff so sekimoto could be there and then uh i don't know who who, who else who else would be there like it could be anybody like a hero or a, a legend or yeah, a go for it, man. Where you oh man I guess I already kind of like named Sekimoto. I don't know. He, he, <laughs> he was putting like over. Him. He was putting over Kobashi so hard. Like he said, Kobashi is like the nicest guy in the world. He said he has a really good heart. And then, like you see all the other wrestlers like post about Kobashi. Like Tanahashi posts about Kobashi all the time because he goes to his gym because uh, uh, Kobashi owns like an Anytime Fitness now. So you see like a, a lot of guys go to his gym, and he seems like the best guy ever. And that to me is like is is so nice to see because he's like my all-time favorite wrestler so yeah whatever let's let's get let's get kobashi up in there let's eat uh it's let's 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 like mix it up though like we could eat we could eat japanese food like let's get let's 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 get like a whole giant like pot of chanko going <laughs> but i don't know maybe like we could also get like pizza like sent over from down the street from like where I grew up by my mom's house some of this place we gotta we gotta get like a good like maybe a chicken cutlet vodka Sicilian pie with like vodka sauce and fresh mozzarella and then uh I don't know we could like mix it all together we could we could eat like different court different different things and like different periods of the conversation it could be like a like a six-hour shoot interview <laughs> that'd be a sight man you second and kabashi at table eh? Yeah, I bet you they'd love it if my mom cooked. If my my mom my mom could cook like macaroni and like <laughs> sausage and meatballs and brajol and make all that like Sicilian Sunday sauce stuff. I bet you I bet you they'd eat it up. They'd love it. Amazing, uh, Chris Dixon. I can't thank you enough for joining me. Uh, you can follow Chris Dixon at, on Instagram at Born Dirty Die Day, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Sweet, uh, Chris. Thank you so much for your time, man. No, no problem. Thank you for having me so much. Yeah.